This is What Started Your Fire, where we explore the stories and insights, tactics, and best practices of first responders and emergency support personnel. Get inspired, get informed, get involved. Let's roll. Hi, my name is Chad Dar. I'm your host today for this edition of What Started Your Fire. I'm talking with Austin Rowe. Austin, welcome to the podcast. Hi, nice to meet you, Chad. Uh, Austin, give us a little bit of a background of what got you started uh, in in this world. So pretty much when I was a little kid, uh, I had a fascination with uh, being a firefighter someday. And every now and then I would hear my local fire company's uh, station siren go off and I was always curious and like, where are they going so i can always look out my window and see the fire trucks roll by the whole nine yards excellent so when did you start uh with a fire service what, what was your what was your first time i would say my first time getting into it i put in the application uh september 25th 2015 and once filled out the application i got told to stop down at the firehouse do the whole interview process and they asked me why i wanted to join the reason why i wanted to join was because i want to be the answer to the call when the pager activates and i pretty much want to give back to the town i grew up in and for an idea of how big the fire service is, how many how many people do you serve with? I would say probably off the top of my head, uh, I'd say close to 50. Um, as of right now, our fire company has kind of like a younger, newer generation. Like some of the former firemen will come out depends on the call but they also rely on us newer generation to come answer the call if available sure so when you first started were there typical roles that that you would play during your calls whether it be to a motor vehicle crash or whether whether it be to a, a house fire or something did you have specific responsibilities that you first started with and how did how have those changed since you started? Um, pretty much my first set of rules was, well, when I first got in, we have a one year probation. See how we do. And from what I was always told, like I get sometimes I forget I have to get reminded to put on my safety vest, especially motor vehicle accidents. Because some drivers don't like to pay attention. Yep. And uh, lesson I've always learned from an ex-chief before he stepped down, he pretty much told me, do not run on a fire scene or I will suspend you myself. Can you talk a little bit about that? Because I know that there's a there's a methodology and a reason behind that. Did Did your chief share with you at that time? Yes, he explained to me if I do get caught running on a fire scene, I pretty much would trip and hurt myself. Then 
that's a whole nother liability concern. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to end up being a second or how many patients we have be transported to the hospital if something were to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in an average month, how many calls do you do you go on? It varies on the season. Okay. So you have a, a peak season, I'm assuming more, maybe more calls in the summer than in the winter? Or it's, is it kind like- of vice, it's kind of vice versa. Like okay. summertime, most of our calls will be brush fires. The one week, sometimes it's quiet. Other times it would be you're getting toned out to a structure fire. But mostly during the winter, it's mostly our chimney and motor vehicle accident season. So coming into the fall here, like, do you have an expectation of like the number of calls you'll have for October? I would say, trying to remember what year it was, we got up to like 90 something calls. Okay. Okay. So maybe 20, 25 a week almost. Yeah, it it really depends. Okay. Okay. Because like with COVID and everything, it's kind of iffy. Sure. Sure, that makes sense. So when you first started, were there, what were some of the things that you learned from the more senior firefighters that uh, that were kind of eye-opening experiences? Were there, do you have like one or two examples of something that happened that kind of made you think about things in a different way? Well, when I first got in, I never knew about the chain of command. So like say if I had an issue with somebody that I didn't get along with per se, mm-hmm. I would go to the lieutenant first, then something doesn't get happened there, then move up the captain and then pretty much up to chief and then the chief will take care of it. Sure. How about uh, any family members that you have that have also, also served in the, in the fire service? Um, I am actually the first generation in my okay. family. What started your fire is powered by ultra bright lights. Ultra bright lights is on the road and on the scene with vehicle warning lights, sirens, controllers, and more as we support police, firefighters, EMTs, security, towing, and others who demand the best in exterior vehicle lighting. Explore our huge selection at ultra bright lights, spelled with a Z, dot com. Okay, so what did your family think when, when, this, when you first started? I would say <laughs> my mom was a little concerned, but she always knew as a kid, I was always nosy because when my parents were together and currently separated, um, dad's house, I would have a fire scanner next to my head at night. Mm -hmm. This way I can hear what's going on. So that kind of trained me in the white noise because like, Say if my home company gets toned out and I hear Roxbury fire, 
or EMS, I'd wake up like that. And listen, what's going on? Sure. So after you first started, when you would get called out to to whatever the call was at that time, um, I know when I used to do some volunteer ambulance service work, um, the very beginning, you like your heart starts pumping and you get kind of energetic and and, and um, ex- excited. Which um, how long until that started to subside? Do you, do you remember? Like when calls started to feel a little bit more routine? I would say probably within my fourth year. Okay. Because right now, this past September, I've been with my fire company for six years. It's where now I'm starting to be like, okay, it's a fire alarm activation. I'm like, okay, I can handle myself structure fires it's kind of iffy but i always put myself in the first responders uh set of mind like okay who do i have interior who's gonna back me up on line and then put the pieces together and usually get the job done and then I get told by officers when we get back to the firehouse. Good job, boys. Fantastic. Do you have a, a number of calls that have kind of stuck out as as memorable over the last six years that, that uh, you kind of, I know that sometimes we have a, now we, I'm not a firefighter, but people may have a tendency to kind of replay calls in their head sometimes. Do you have a couple of those that, that, uh, that stick with you? Um, I would say probably mostly, well, I just got uh, certified to be interior firefighter. And I remember my first time packing up to a mutual aid call. I did panic a little bit, but I put myself in that mindset. I'm like, okay, I can do this. I got a partner that's going to help me get through it. And then his older brother uh, took me in to a house with him. And he said, you did good tonight. Tell me a little bit more about what that feels like to have that support from the other people that you serve with. And, and, and during the call and after the call, what does that mean to you? Basically, what it means to me is... I I know somebody has my back, no matter what happens. My fire company always looks out for each other. It's like a second family. Sure. And they, they'll see me when I get upset about something. Sometimes the chief will pull me aside or one of the officers will pull me aside and be like, okay, what's going on? And then they try to help out the best they can. When your friends ask you about it, do you, do you, do you come away with your friends that are interested in, in joining or is it something that they don't, they can't see themselves doing just because of the expectations and demands that go into being a firefighter? Um, I, during my, I think it was senior year, high school, 
this is back before I got in. I actually had a couple friends that were already active in the fire company, but then they ended up leaving. And then since I've been with Roxbury for six years, I actually convinced one of my friends to come back and he said he's glad to be back. Has has your experience changed the way that you look at the outside world outside of the um the calls that you're on and when you're in the firehouse? Has it has it changed the way that you appreciate experiences or that you interpret things during in, in kind of outside life? Yeah, because uh pretty much um outside the firehouse, I'm still technically representing my fire company and I keep a good image with the public. Plus the town I live in has known me since I was a little kid. And they're actually glad that I joined because I I had to help people out and be the light at the end of the tunnel. If it's somebody I know, I try to help best out I can. Mm-hmm. Well, Austin, I want to say thanks for your time today. We're we're uh, we're at the end of our discussion. I thank you for sharing what started your fire, and uh, make sure you stay safe out there. All right, thank you. Thank you. Thanks for joining us, and a special thanks to our subscribers. Consider becoming one today. What started your fire is a production of Ultra Bright Lights, who invites you to visit us at ultrabrightlights.com and explore our emergency lights and lighting technologies. Ultra Bright Lights, spelled with a Z. dot com.